We live in a world that's in chaos right now. It won't be the last time. It really won't. They'll be new. You know, in six months, we won't think much about this at all. Maybe even in six weeks, we won't think a lot about it. But I can promise you, there will be times when new trials, new struggles come. In James, we're told to count it a joy when trials come. Why in the world would, that, would James ever say that? Why would the Holy Scriptures ever tell us to, to actually count it a joy when everybody else is attacking grocery stores right now? Why would we do that? Because we're different. We're Jesus people. So today I want to talk to you about what do Christians do when the world is panicking? Christians can relax because God is sovereign. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that. We know that the Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God. We, we know that. God isn't just sovereign over the sunrise and the sunset. Let me tell you, all this stuff with the tornadoes and all this stuff with, with corona, none of that snuck up on our God. It didn't. It didn't. He is in complete control. Either God is in control or he's completely out of control. And if he's out of control, then let me tell you something, friends. we got a bigger problem than corona, right? So, so the reality is, no, God is sovereign, and Christians can relax in that. We are told by the Apostle Paul to take our thoughts captive. And right now, there's a lot of voices out there. There's voices of panic, buying masks. There's voices of panic, buying food. You know what? People should panic that don't know the Lord. They don't know what to do. We're different. We're different. And we, we, do, we don't have to obey the voices of chaos because our God is sovereign. I want to tell you what Old Testament Jews would do. When oppression got really hard, you'll see it in the Old Testament. There's a phrase, people would flee to the day of the Lord. Let me tell you what that was. That was their mental tip to elevate out of the chaos and look down on it, not for the next 30 days, but for the next 30 years, the next 300 years. When, when Old Testament Jews flee to the day of the Lord, that was their mental perspective of going, you know what? This world is not my home. I'm built for something else. I'm built for more. This isn't, no matter what happens to me, it doesn't matter. I'm go, I've got a home with the Lord. Does that mean that we are cavalier or flippant about corona or anything else coming our way? No, never. Because there's real people hurting and there's real things going on. But friends, elevate your mind to the next 30 years, next 30 months, not the next 30 minutes. Our God is sovereign. Just yesterday, I was on the, this property that we were working with in Mount Juliet. And there was a, a 79-year-old man and his wife that we were working, working to clean out their, their property. It had so many down trees. And it was, man, it was, it was brutal. And I was walking to put some more fuel in my chainsaw. And I just happened, it was a very cloudy day. It was just a gray sky all day. And, and uh, I happened to look up for a second. And there was this patch of blue, just like a hole in the sky. And for whatever reason, it just reminded me, you know what? There's always a bigger story. All we could see was, was surrounded by gray, but there's a whole sky full of blue that the gray was clouded, clouding. It was actually shielding the bigger story. It, I really did think about that. You know, there's more going on here. Life's continuing. And I just want to remind you, don't let the chaos cloud the real story. And the real story is God's in control. He really is. So in a world of confusion where you're not sure what you know, and you're not sure what's going to happen next with the school system or the food supply or anything else. Let's talk about what you do know. You, you do know God is sovereign. You also know this will pass. No storm comes to stay. It always passes. You also know that you have the power of what story you're going to believe. 
What story are you going to listen to? You get to control that. You get to control that. Your mind. God gave you a sound mind. And you can love God with that mind, as in the great commandment, to choose the story you want to believe. Corey Ten Boom once said that worry doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrows. Worry empties today of its strength. Worrying about corona is not going to change corona. We're going to be people of faith that trust the Lord. What can Christians do in a panic-stricken world? Christians can rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, I was reminded this morning about what Jesus said in John 14. He said that the Holy Spirit is a discloser. Now think about something. You don't get something disclosed to you that you already knew. If it had to be disclosed to you, you had not to know it, right? Well, our God is a God who speaks, and He doesn't just speak in the past. You know, there's a lot of people that believe that God's finished speaking. No, He's not, because if that's the truth, then, then, then Jesus would have never told us that in those hours, He will tell you what to say. God is, is an active speaking God, and He speaks through His Word primarily, and He's speaking through His Word right now. Jesus said to you, in those moments, the Holy Spirit will be a discloser to you. So if you're a Christian, you have the power of the Holy Spirit inside you. Jesus even said, my sheep hear my voice. He, we know his voice. So, so rely on that. You have the secret weapon, if you want to call it that. You have the Holy Spirit. That's why we are the church. That's why God sends us into the storm. The church at 537 Franklin Road, that's just a building. Why, so, well, Jason, you may be thinking, if, if that's true, then why are we closing church? We're not closing church. We're just trying to be responsible citizens. That's all we're trying to do. No, we are a building. That's not a church. We are the church. You are the church. And we're called to, to be God's power agents, voices of his, of his power out in the community. So rely on that. We, we're called to step into the storm. I mean, we, we are called to go when everybody else is running. We're, we're not afraid of this because we know who, who holds tomorrow and who holds eternity. And right now, friend, you may not realize it, you and your sons and daughters, you have an unprecedented window to show calm. You know, in fact, yesterday, there was a neighbor during the tornado uh, cleanup we've been doing. There was a neighbor of, a, of the property we were working on. We talked to this guy. And a reporter from the New York Times came and interviewed this man. His house was leveled, I mean, to the slab. And this reporter asked him, Why, how are you happy? How do you have joy? I don't get it. You know what he told her? He told her about Jesus, led her to Christ on the spot. How about that? That's a story. His, wit, his joy was a witness. His calm was a witness because his, his mind wasn't wrapped up in immediately what was going. I saw that guy's house and what used to be left of it. Literally, there's nothing there anymore. Your witness, it's, it's a powerful time right now for you to, for your son, even your, your students, man. Uh, I don't care what grade you're in. You've got a witness. Oh, use it, friends. We, we use it. It's a, people need it more. You've got an unprecedented window to talk about Christ. When you see somebody in the parking lot at Kroger and they, you can hear anxiety in their voice, pray with them on the spot. Pray with them right there. Be leaders of strength. You've, you've got what it takes. You do. Listen, we are called to these moments, friends. We're called to these moments. Because you know what? Our life, it isn't held by today. Just yesterday on the, on the cleanup site, I was telling Ryan, who was there helping us clean up, one of our guys new to Clearview. I, we were talking about this guy, this neighbor, that I asked him, I said, hey, how much warning did you get before the tornado hit your house? He said about 60 seconds. 
And I, I was just telling Ryan, I said, man, that guy said he had 60 seconds before he dove into the basement. And I said, and I just had to make the comment. I said, boy, I tell you, you better be ready for eternity. I was just making a comment. You know what Ryan said? He said, I am ready. And that's us. We're ready for it, friends. This, this world is not our home. Let's don't act like it is. You know, I've always believed as a dad in uh, coachable moments. My boys probably get sick of it. And there's a lot of times I'm stopping to talk about customer service or I'll stop and talk about somebody, the way somebody said something or somebody's, you know, um, the way a leader presented a problem. I'm, I'm always trying to, because they forget. I'm like, if I don't deal with it right now. And you know, so they, they, they're kind of used to dad's coachable moments. But, you know, this morning I, I, I called Cole and Tuck. Uh, actually, earlier in uh, a couple days ago, I called them into the, to the kitchen and I said, boys, come here. I said, I want us to pray for Governor Lee because, you know, there's no script and there's no playbook for this kind of stuff. But I told, I told our boys something before we prayed for Governor Lee. So me and Colin Tuck, we, we prayed for the governor. But I said, boys, let me tell you something. You've got friends and you're leaders and my boys are going to be leaders. And I told them something. I said, let me tell you what happens right now. I said, I'm about to go into a meeting with our team and we've got great leaders at Clearview Baptist Church. I said, but fellas, I want y'all to know something. In times of panic, the world needs calm, confident leaders. And as you grow up, you need to be the voice of calm. I told him, I said, when you hear your friends spreading misinformation, stop it. Just be nice, be, be kind. Hey, that's not true. Be leaders in the moment, in the classroom. The world needs calm confident leaders and you can coach your kids right now to be voices of reason in their schools on the playground on their ball teams on the street when they're playing in the marketplace in the cubicle when you hear misinformation when you hear panic be the voice of jesus i want to say something to you as clearview church members i am more convinced than i've than i've than i've ever been that that an awakening is it's been happening but we haven't seen nothing yet I mean, it's, there's a wave coming of awakening at this church. And let me tell you why that matters for this moment. In the next few weeks, you're going to hear me bring something to you called Give Us Franklin. We're going to be asking God to give us this community. We're going to be going into the streets, and we're going to be doing some, some different initiatives that I'm excited to tell you about. Now, why would I give you a little leak on that right now? Because we're the leaders. We the, the, the church people in this town, the, the, the people bought and redeemed by Jesus Christ, we are called to our cities across this nation. And I want God to use us to be a part of that. We're going to go into our streets. We're going to go into our neighborhoods. And we're going to be asking God to give us Franklin. We are going to be voices of truth in a world full of turmoil. And I want to tell you what, we're going to consider it joy when trials come because we're built for this. We are built for this. We are God's people, and we're right here at Clearview. I am so proud of you guys, and I am incredibly honored, no kidding, to be your pastor.